Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. For this podcast episode, we will be continuing our focus on Black History Month, transitioning our topic from slave mentality to slave master mentality, also known as master mentality or morality. So let's continue the conversation on slave mentality before I go into slave master mentality. Yeah, we're just going to get down to business. I wish I could talk about all the stuff that I've watched this week on Netflix or Disney Plus, but we'll save that for maybe the end of... Nah, we'll just do it another time. Um, So I know, you know, in the previous episode I discussed... I focused a lot of the podcast episode just kind of talking about the dynamics between um, slave mentality and the masters and how that reflects society and how we view the government and how the government views us and how invasive the government can be in our lives and our business um, in order to to have control. Um, one of the things that come with one of the things that they like to talk about, especially with slave mentality, is that money is also slavery. And I was thinking about it after finishing the podcast episode last week, and I never mentioned it because I didn't really want to go into that because my my beliefs is that if people really didn't want to be a slave to money, then money wouldn't really be a currency, right? It's been going on for a long time. It's a transaction. You need a tra- you need to tr- to do a transaction to live. I wish we could just rip a, a leaf off a tree and buy food with it, but we can't do that. I it just just saying that kind of reminds me of a saying that I grew up hearing in Jamaica: "Money don't grow upon tree." And you would hear that a lot, especially in Jamaica, especially in the poor areas, because, you know, someone's always coming to your house with their hands out begging for some money. And a lot of people just use that saying. And it's a lot of words, but it just means no, no, I don't have any money for you. Money, money doesn't grow on tree. Um, So (laughs) it just kind of brought me back to that saying. Because in an idealistic world, if we could just pick a leaf off a tree and buy food for our family, you know, we wouldn't really be a slave to money. So I didn't really want to mention that in the previous podcast episode. And I'm just explaining why I didn't bother to, because money is a part of life. When you come from poverty, especially, you know, for myself, and I'm only speaking for myself, coming from poverty, I have to say that, you know, only the rich can say certain things like that oh money can't buy you happiness well seeing my mom stress and my grandma stress is my grandpa stress and most of my family members stress because they're poor doesn't really help the situation and honestly in that moment in time if you were to ask any of my family members would money buy you happiness they would say yes money doesn't buy you happiness is for people who have an abundant amount of money And they don't really need that excess that they have. So, you know, they can focus on other areas of their lives that doesn't make them happy. And so 
it's it's more about not looking at what you have and being grateful for it and start focusing on all the other things in your life that's not going right honestly pick a struggle i do want to do a podcast episode on just talking about picking your struggles but i'm i'm like it's just it's it feels like it's just going to be a rant if that's what i end up doing so at the end of the day, only the rich people can can say, oh, money can't buy you happiness. Because honestly, someone dropped a million dollars at my door. I could do a lot with it. A lot. And, and when I say a lot, I don't mean buying the most expensive cars. I don't mean any of that, that materialistic stuff. I'm referring to paying off my student loans. I'm referring to... Um, doing little projects or investing that money in places that could could develop or or turn into something bigger eventually. A lot of rich people, they they're just so used to making a lot of money that their only ambition in life is to just keep making more. They don't need it, but they just keep making more, and they spend their lavish amount of money on luxury, big yachts, um, big houses that that they can't even clean themselves and they go above and beyond to show how rich they are and how famous they are because they're rich and yeah in that situation money doesn't really buy you happiness it really doesn't so i didn't really want to to talk about that in in the previous podcast episode because we're all a slave to money it doesn't matter who we are and anyone that says to me or to anyone else that oh money doesn't buy you happiness has never experienced poverty because if you got a lump sum of money and you didn't really need it you would give it away but let's be real if you had a lump sum of money you would still hold on to it wouldn't you so yeah you are still a slave to money um anywho let's continue the conversation on slave mentality before i go into slave master mentality just trying to get back on track here qualities or traits of a slave mentality focused on qualities such as kindness empathy sympathy and etc essence is utility and relief of suffering values qualities such as kindness patience humbleness equality generosity and virtues disregards hierarchy and promotes socialist and communal principles seeks to eradicate the desire for power and encourage altruism altruism means the belief in or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others so that's the meaning of that if you did not know Um, another trait or quality ways actions on good or evil intentions sees everyone as equal yet they are subservient for those who are above them nobles so they see suffering and oppression as part of their lives i can't say that a lot of people who are struggling with slave mentality or mental slavery fits some of these criterias because they are bitter about the suffering that they have experienced through life and even when i was reading a little bit online um a person or a blogger um, had mentioned that you know uh, one of the traits of slave mentality or mental slavery is entitlement 
the entitlement that everyone owes them something that they have to give them something and i've literally met people like this i i have a family member like that it's ridiculous that they just feel that you have to give them everything you owe them something because apparently you gave birth to them and it's your job to make sure that their lives are easier it's your job to take care of all the difficulties that they're going through in life they don't have to take responsibility for their lives at the age of 30 it's the responsibility of everybody else around them to do that that entitlement that entitlement is is sickening but at the same time i do struggle with entitlement we do have this issue especially now in our society where a lot of people just assume that they are entitled to something even though they're not they're really not but they believe that so when i read that in um this black girl's blog and i can't remember her name but i was just kind of skimming through and just reading a lot of opinions that people had had especially while you know writing my own version of slave mentality and just kind of connecting it to what it truly means to be in mental slavery i, I would have never thought to include entitlement as a part of a slave mentality even though i've been seeing it for years and i can i cannot for the life of me understand when they learned that life was fair when we all know life isn't fair most things are not going to go your way and then there are other things that will go your way but it's not anyone else's responsibility to make your life less of a, of a struggle, less suffering. That's a choice that you have to make yourself. You need to sit down and look at your life and go, hey, what am I doing that is causing me to be in the exact same place that I was and continuing this cycle of insanity? Because no one's doing it to me. I'm doing something to myself. Now, what is it? And then also kind of going back and figuring out what am I struggling with trauma-wise or what am I avoiding in confronting about my past that I am not facing and working through it and learning about myself, spending time with myself and just kind of figuring out where and at what time and what pushes me to slip from my path so i would keep ending up in the exact same situation that i'm always in everyone needs to take moments and time for self-care and providing self-love and getting to know yourselves learning when and where you tend to sabotage understanding why you throw away opportunities all of these things come with time it comes with a lot of work and a lot of people don't want to do it. They just feel that the world owes them something because they were born in it. And apparently life is fair. But anywho, I feel there are two types of people in the world, as I mentioned in the previous podcast episode on slavery, slave mentality. There are leaders and followers. There will always be a need for hierarchy because the needs of many, they need leadership. They, they cannot, for the life of them, make decisions for themselves. They need someone to lead them. So hierarchy will always be in place due to the fact that we live in a world with two different types of people. I know I said a lot, but I hope you understand that this is a need. It's not something that 
can just be abolished and it's no longer required and the world will not go into chaos because we got rid of hierarchy and and things like that there is no no such thing as idealism people's minds people's behavior people's experiences are very different very 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 different like children who need parents to clothe them feed them love them validate their growth it is a need it really is and i i really need you to understand this i can't imagine a world with everyone being uh, a leader that's a lot of chaos a lot of pride and the amount of wars <laughs> that would start uh, and you wouldn't have any soldiers because guess what leaders aren't the type to 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 be soldiers fighting other people's wars leaders are the type of people that will start a fight and expect other people to fight it for them let's be real lots of motivation lots of you need to fight for our justice you need to fight for our freedom and then you come back from the war and you're back in your suffering and misery and you're like what did i fight for and why didn't i just die you you know what i mean like the realization that what you were fighting for was non-existent it was just between two leaders who who just who had a lot of pride a lot of pride some people are just better at being obedient some are better at service they provide service rather than leading there has to be a balance you cannot have every single person in the world being leaders can you imagine the household if you have two stubborn-headed leaders in the house if one of them is unwilling to compromise so that the other one can compromise with them and it would be 50 50 the house would be in chaos just complete chaos you need to have one person who is subservient or submissive who understands that not all battles need to be fought pick a struggle i really do like that term pick a struggle first time i heard it was some last year um and maybe i've learned i've heard it before but i've never really thought about it but i think i was watching like a, an episode on youtube of tasha k and it was one of the worst and best episode that I have ever seen. And I will not tell you which episode it is because I don't want you to go listening to it, but I think I sent it to a few people. Not a few, maybe like a couple or maybe just one. I don't know. It was just so inappropriate to to for me to share that. I would I would look extremely bad. But the actual episode, um, this guy named Funky Doniva was on there and he just went into a rant. I mean, he he went in on somebody that has been talking shit about them for years and they just kept letting it go, kept, you know, doing what Beyonce says in one of her songs, which is best revenge is getting your paper. So, you know, this dude has just been been going at it and he's been thriving and he has been succeeding in the YouTube world even while he's being teared down by this one person who just keeps coming for their necks. Anyways, he snapped and he just decided to use Tasha K's uh, platform to go in on this person. And I mean, the read was brutal. 
I was on the floor curled up in a ball, crying tears. And at the same time, so sad because this is so inappropriate. Some of the things that he was saying that might actually be true about this person, but I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And it it went from just shock to laughter to hurt to feeling sadness all in one sit down. It wasn't even like split up. It was just and I felt bad for Tasha K because she's trying to be respectful to this this man who has been her her mentor and someone she has looked up to in the YouTube community who's really opened the doors for black YouTubers. And she's trying really hard not to be disrespectful, not to cut him off. She was giving him the platform to say what he needed to say, but she was struggling too. She didn't, I'm like, this is the first time I've ever seen her speechless and she's always talking shit, always. But anywho, when he said it, he said it in a context that she has all these issues going on in her life. And yet she finds the time to focus on tearing someone else down. She's like, he or Deneva was saying, pick a struggle. You got all these other problems, pick a struggle. Why do you need to focus on what other people are doing and try to tear them down for their moves when you could be trying putting that energy into fixing yourself, fixing the areas of your life that needs to be fixed? Pick a struggle. Sorry to give you the backstory of that and interrupt, but I really wanted you to understand that that was the episode that made me just fall in love with the term pick a struggle. And I still believe in that every single day. Being intentional means that you pick a struggle. You focus on that. You work on that. You don't look at all of them. You don't go, oh my God, look at all these issues that I have. It's such a long list. I can't even deal with it. You don't have time for that. Pick one and fix it. Once you do that, move on to the next one. Pick a struggle. You would accomplish so much more if you did that. At this point, there's no point in me creating an episode called Pick a Struggle uh, because I love the term because I just broke it down in this one. But I digress. Let's move on to qualities and traits of slave master mentality which are focused on qualities such as power pride and hierarchy sense um essence in nobility not sense but essence in nobility values qualities such as pride wealth glory ambition desire for power popularity self-worth courage reverence and determination promotes hierarchical and authoritarian principles any signs of weakness is not tolerated harshness and severity are respected weighs actions on good or bad consequences and last on this list emphasis or emphasize the use of fear on those who are below them in order to have a sense of respect for the nobles as they see themselves as the origin of vanity and good going through the research on on all of this you know i started to think anything can be twisted or corrupted to fit someone's narrative which is very true Um, i'll continue with that in a few minutes first where did these concepts slash theory come from i guess we'll give a 
short, very short back history. I do ask for forgiveness as I go forward because I do not speak German. And these German names really, really slaughter me. Like I really do feel like a cow being slaughtered when I try to pronounce certain names. So his name is Friedrich Nietzsche. Again, forgive me. He describes that master mentality or morality goes with nobility and strong-willed people. The concept emphasizes um, pride, power, courage, openness, and self-worth. People with master mentality or morality sees themselves as people with high self-worth, having a sense of fullness from power, wealth, abilities, and talents. He believes that these people will try to help those who are below them. This is where I have to pause and say they will not help people below them unless it benefits them. That's just the way hierarchy works. If you think that way, good luck. Slave masters or masters should invoke fear on those who are below him and should have respect for those who are equal to him. The ideology that pride and power are two essential elements in life, those who are cowardly and weak or petty are considered bad by the master's mentality. If someone has a determination for power and hierarchy, that person is valued and appreciated by someone with a master mentality. Any signs of weakness are are despised. Harshness and severity are respected. Well, you know, I'm pretty petty. So I don't know if that makes me a coward or weak. But when push comes to shove, my pettiness comes out. It is a human trait. Anyone who says they're not petty are liars. But hey, that's just me. The phrase, the strong do what they will and the weak suffers what they must does not really sound like a choice it is what it is i guess slave mentality sees slave masters as evil and as the creator of suffering slave mentality questions the apparent happiness of the masters and rejects hierarchy they learn all of this in Christ's teachings, which is the Bible. So since girls and women that pursue freedom, power, and status are considered to have penis envy, then these men have God envy, in my opinion. That's what it sounds like to me based on, you know, this this German, I think he's German. Oh my God, if he isn't German, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really sad because this podcast episode just became shit. Because <laughs> I didn't do a proper research. I just assumed, based on the name and how difficult it was to pronounce, that he just had to be German. He just has to be. Who else has a name like that? Um, they clearly wanted to be worship, is my opinion, be superior to everyone else, uh, but didn't notice that they have a superior superiority complex. A lot of people, you know, have a superior superiority complex, and they they really don't notice. They just think that, you know, this is just normal. It really isn't normal. 
Um, I sometimes I even wonder if I have a superiority complex. And I mean, based on some of the podcast episode, maybe I do. Never thought about it. Just checked myself in this podcast episode. Both of these people's existence is needed in the world. It makes the world turn, not literally, but things get done. In the minds of the masters, they are doing they're doing you a favor because you can't do better as a descendant from slaves. And I am a descendant of slaves. I look back on what they have been through and try to understand why the need for such cruelty. The oppression, degrading, devaluing of a human being out of insecurities, whatever they might be, might not even be insecurities, but you never know. You already have the power you made sure of that. They accomplished this through abuse on all levels. So why? Why so sadistic? I wish I could answer that question, but I really wasn't born in that time. Uh, thank God I was not born in that time. But I do feel horrible for what my ancestors have gone through to, to just kind of recognize how grateful I need to be for the position that I'm, on, I'm in today how many people have paved the way so that i would have the level of freedom that i have now as a black woman so i try but i do feel bad and i just to i just don't understand why they have to be so sadistic um i understand that they needed slaves to help with the building of their wealth their country and quality of life it was free labor which means they accumulated a lot of wealth by starving a lot of people it sounds like greed (laughs) yeah it sounds like greed but they could have been suffering from the fear of scarcity which is something that i kind of learned from reading certain history books um especially you know in high school growing up in high school even reading um little things about American history or Canadian history and how scarcity was such a a big deal and the amount of fear that they had scarcity in jobs um, after the war and you know how hateful certain men became when they came back to find women working in their jobs scarcity for food in you know certain times uh throughout our history there was just a a level of scarcity a lot of people were afraid of of being poor and not having anything and having to live on the street and that just involved like a lot of fear so i thought you know maybe that was the reason why these these particular people or governments at the time needed to to enslave uh, a group of people that did not look like them to work for free um and endure such brutal sadistic literally sadistic levels of abuse It was the level of hate that made no sense to me, um, to be honest. To do all those things to a human being with satisfaction is beyond me. Like, I I just cannot justify it. I cannot reason with it. I, I can't. I just can't. I don't understand how anyone could be that cruel to a human being. Whew. Anywho, anything can be twisted 
or corrupted to fit someone's narrative, such as the Bible, which was used to help with the brainwashing of slaves so that they would serve and be obedient. It was the slave Bible, not the one that you can buy in a store or find in church. This Bible did not include all the chapters, and since slaves weren't allowed to learn how to read um, because knowledge is power and they didn't want that, I'm referring to the masters, um, the pastors slash preachers would read it to them as they inflict abuse onto those people and their children. You can't imagine what they have been through. I honestly cannot imagine it. Um, but it, when I do, I just feel sick. Then humanity took it to another level with the Holocaust. That was brutal. And let's not forget the genocide of Rwanda or that happened in Rwanda. These masters went into Rwanda to cause a genocide because they lacked the ability to see past their actions. Or maybe what happened in Rwanda was planned. Either way, time and time again, we see how anything can be twisted and corrupted to fit someone's narrative. And let's be honest, the, the masters that went into Rwanda and created such destruction and pain when it was all over, didn't want to take any responsibility for it. They really didn't because it got out of control and now they wanted to distance themselves from, from the chaos and the deaths and the bloodshed because now it doesn't look good on them. Now their reputation is being questioned. So they needed to act like, no, it wasn't us, even though there is proof that, yeah, it was you. And you are trying to deflect and deny that this ever happened or acting like you had no knowledge of it. So yeah, the, people twist and corrupt things to fit their own narratives all the time. You might go into, not you, but you know these masters could go into a, a situation with a, a perspective that they're going to do good and then create a mess and then try to act like, no, no, that's that wasn't the plan. You twisted it. I didn't. This was the plan. And when they realize that, oh, wait, the plan actually worked, then they're like, no, 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 there was no plan. I just came here to to bring peace and order. And you guys were just messy. Y'all are just savages. This is why this happened. You know what I mean? This is what I mean by twisting and corrupting something to, to, to fit their narratives. We see it every day on social media. The attacks, people taking things out of context. Cancel culture, which is a weapon used to trigger a large group of people into outrage and attacks and to just show the disgusting nature of humanity all unfolding right before you on social media. It's senseless. And I don't know where it's its going, but a lot of people are distracted by it and even entertained. It served its purpose. Anything can be twisted and corrupted. I am sure you have a list of these events that were clearly used to mask what is really happening or twisted into becoming something that it, it wasn't supposed to be. We, we all have seen it. We watch the news. We watch social media. It's, it's, it's becoming disgusting at this point. Based on the 
list of traits and qualities that I presented in the beginning of this podcast episode, um, especially specifically on master mentality or morality. The term nobility was used a lot. Those noblemen did some sick things to people and yet they kept that label as noble. Were they really noble? I mean, thank God we're not using that term anymore in this age because it's moot. At the end of the day, with that list of qualities, oppressing people were that were beneath them showed power, pride, hierarchy, wealth, glory, ambition, popularity, self-worth, and courage. And of course, all of this means that you are noble. That's the part that I find to be a joke. In our time, we all have our masters, those in power and with authority, who handle themselves poorly. They have abused their power and authority, and they use it to control and manipulate others. People still see them as good, you could be a, a predator, a sexual predator, sorry, I should have broken that down, and be seen as a victim or as a hero based on how they treated others. You get a pass because of the slave versus slave master mentality. The idea that if you do this, it is okay, it's normal because of your status. You get a pass to keep doing it. This has been a problem for years, lack of accountability. And we suffer from that in today's society. In some cases, they are being taken down. It is because someone is pulling the strings, in my opinion. You don't have to listen to me. You could easily believe that they're finally getting their karma after how many years. Um, And I feel that it benefits someone in a way. I'm not really sure how, it's not really being proven, but you know, there's a lot of things that happen in the world and a lot of people just cannot piece one-on-one or two-on-two together because there's, there's missing pieces to the puzzle and there's missing pieces to the puzzle because someone is being protected. It pleases the people, the slaves, to see their oppressors or people in power being taken down. I mean, you should see the the rejoice, especially on social media, when bad people finally get their justice. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, cancel them, sell them in prison, fire them, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, and you're just watching the chaos because the chaos is needed um, to forget what is really happening, to, to ignore what is happening behind the scene. No one's going to notice if you're too busy focusing on who's being taken down at this moment in time. Yet no one asks, why now? It's been happening for years, as I mentioned, and people let it go because they were protected. Now the people are getting what they want to cover up what is actually happening. What is actually happening? Who is being protected by throwing this one person under a bus when it is a group of people, powerful people that were doing these bad things for so many years and getting away with it. And now that, you know what, they're, they're, these slaves are coming a little too close for comfort. So who's going to be a sacrifice? Hmm? Hmm? And then all of a sudden this one person gets taken down. And then it's almost like, whoa, yeah, that's awesome. But hey, what about all the others? 
What about them? Why have they been forgotten? Why have they been left out? Are you guys hoping to delay that process for when there's another crisis and you're like, all right, well, let's give give someone's head to these people so they can be distracted so we can get something done. I really don't know. I might sound like a, a conspiracy theorist, um, but I feel that if I was a master and there's certain things that I don't really want to get out so I can continue to keep my control, I would have no problems throwing somebody to, under the bus. I mean, I want to see heads roll, literally roll, so that you can focus on the carnage in front of you while I'm doing something behind your back. But that's just my logic. You don't have to believe me. Topics like this remind me of a conversation I had with someone. The person said, you are either a prey or a predator in life. I was shocked because this person believed they were prey. Um, I couldn't believe it because in my mind, they were a predator. But the person didn't see that. And when I say predator, I'm, in this case, I'm not referring to sexual predator. I just mean like a predator in, in life, period. Like a hunter, almost. Um I have known this person for years and so I was confused as to why this perspective of themselves and why it differed from my own. Life had beaten them down to the point where they accepted this was the best that they could do. They could get out of life, period. This is as far as they could go. This is as much as they could accomplish. And to me, it just seems like they're saying I give up and I've been defeated and this is this is the best that I can get. And I was really shocked and surprised because this person has always had hope. This person has, you know, struggled with, yes, mental health issues when it comes to depression, but has always picked themselves back up and has always rose to the occasion and still kept on fighting. So when this person was saying that, I was just shocked. And to be honest, I was pissed off. I was pissed off because in my mind, I was like, after all that hard work, you're just going to just give up on life just like that and just accept what's happening to you and just wait till you're dead. Like, are you for real? They continued the conversation by saying they they felt that, you know, hopefully in their next life, they will be a predator. I didn't believe in that personally, because I mean, if I see you as a predator in this life, and you believe in reincarnation and you come back in the next life i don't know if it works that way i really don't know if you're just going to come back you know born into a powerful family with riches and be a better version of yourself in a different life you can't what <laughs> my mind i'm thinking this is a life that you were given why not try to make the best of it why not do something with yourself and not live in that negativity of believing that, you know, I really wanted to amount to more than I have right now, but just be grateful for what you do have. And I just, I just feel that everyone has a choice. We have the ability as human beings to change. We just have to grasp the opportunity when it comes and not sabotage ourselves with our destructive natures. Humans can be quite destructive. I am a predator, which is negative in meaning because it means a person or a group of people that ruthlessly exploits others. 
a prey means an animal, but we're going to, you know, twist it a little bit. An animal that is hunted and killed by another for food. <laughs> we're going to use this to describe slave mentality and slave master mentality, um, you know, going forward with the conclusion of this podcast episode. Uh, one is a prey and the other is a predator. One is the leader and the other is a follower. So I'm not saying that, you know, the master is eating, like participating in cannibalism um, with their with their slaves or the people that work under them, but it's still kind of the same mentality because you are using these people beneath you to put food on your table. You're not killing them or hunting them, but you are manipulating them and controlling them and providing a so-called purpose so that they can keep working for you so that you can put more food on your table. So that's kind of the, the method that I want you guys to think about in relation to society, especially when it comes to this, these two mentalities and how they differ and how you can literally put it in every single scenario when it comes to life um, in our society. A good example of this is uh, a movie called The Gentleman on Netflix. The first time I watched the movie, I was bored and I slept through it. <laughs> Don't judge me. I tried again um, and one part stood out the most. And the scene where Matthew McConaughey's character was fantasizing about what he would do to the little shit sitting in front of him. Uh, to this day, I still love this scene and I've watched this movie like four times already. And even though I've watched this movie four times, every single time I watch it, it's almost like I'm seeing something new. Something that I didn't laugh about before, I'm laughing about now. And so it's it's one of those movies where I'm like, damn, Guy Ritchie really knows how to 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 get you watching his movies more than once so you can get everything because you could have missed so much. So Matthew McConaughey's character in this fantasy inside the movie or his characters having inside the movie said there's only one rule in the jungle when a lion is hungry he eats. And it summed up society for me. Even though I don't have power, I am a lioness. When I am hungry, I eat. So I am a predator in that sense. I do not wait for people to tell me what to do. I lead in my life. I don't exploit others because karma is a bitch. Life teaches you that hard lesson all the time. And sometimes people learn and sometimes people just keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again to the point of insanity. I am not interested in power over other people. I have learned that you can't control people. It is a lot of work to gain that control and keep it. And no one seems to realize how draining that can be. Plus, people are unpredictable. If you aren't smart enough to think 10 steps ahead, they will fuck you right up the asshole. And there is nothing you can do about it because you did not think 10 steps ahead of them. I don't consider myself to be noble, but I have self-worth. And there is a harshness to me if you don't know me. I am prideful. 
I am ambitious, courageous, and determined. I have high expectations for authoritarians, and I am not tolerant. Oh Lord, I am not tolerant. I do weigh actions on good or bad consequences. I always think about this whenever I decide to make a move, whenever I make an action. I always contemplate what is the results. That's part of being intentional in life. And, you know, trying to make sure it fits the purpose, my purpose. But not emphasizing the use of fear on those who are below me. You are only below me depending on how you move and your behavior in life. Not in the sense of wealth or power. You can be powerful and be completely below me due to character and integrity. So I am a master mentality more than I have slave mentality. I do have qualities and traits of slave mentality due to my upbringing, such as kindness, empathy, sympathy, utility, and relief of suffering, which, you know, I, I kind of picture utility meaning resourceful. I am very resourceful and I'm able to adapt. I am not patient hence the, the fact that I lock tolerance, um, humbleness, nah, um, equality, 100%, uh, generous and have a strong virtues, of course. And I mean, when you think about virtues, that includes courage, kindness, generosity, just and courteous. And these are just some of the lists that goes with virtue. I do not seek to eradicate the desire of power, which is impossible because I can't make people follow that belief. And in order for you to allow people to follow that belief, you would need to have control. You'd have to create a brand new system for the entire world. Good luck with that, whoever wants to do that. Um, ways actions on good or evil intentions. Um, I have to say that... Like I said earlier, or at least the middle of this podcast episode, anything can be twisted and corrupted to fit your narrative. So you might have evil intentions and actually believe it's good. And you could have good intentions and it's actually evil. I mean, the saying, you know, the road to hell are paved with good intentions is a sum of that statement. So I cannot say that I weigh my actions on good or evil intentions. I can say that I look at it from a good or bad consequences, um, thinking about how this is going to go in the future for myself, that I can identify with, but a lot of people have good intentions and they turn out to be bad because deep down, unconsciously, you are thinking about something evil you want something that's self-serving and it's not in the benefit of another person and so when that backfires because the person can clearly see through your intentions but you couldn't see through your own intentions that's when things go tits up i love that saying too <laughs> you know I'm like telling you guys all the good sayings that i I'm like tits up <laughs> god these british has like the, was it british or irish i'm not really sure where that saying really comes from but the first time I heard it, yeah, I did. I did hear it in that that movie, Deadly Class, not movie, but series on Netflix. And there was this British guy. He's from, was he Irish or English? I'm not really sure. I cannot remember. I think this character got killed in the end. Oops, no spoilers. And um, 
<laughs> and he he just kept saying this term like tits up tits up and i just kept laughing at it but i understood what he meant depending on the context of the story which i am not going to explain to you go watch it and then tell me how you what you thought about it but anyways tits up um i see i let's go back to the let's go back to what i was trying to say i see everyone as equal I am not subservient unless it benefits me. Yes, I'm a selfish, selfish person. Um, I don't accept suffering and oppression as my life. I will achieve better than that. That's just my mindset. So I am a mixture of both, but, but mostly I am the master mentality. But I will never, ever be a prey. I will never see myself as a victim in life or with other people what you do to me is a reflection on you and you will receive your karma and i strongly believe in karma and i will hear about it i am independent i am not a follower no one leads me no one tells me what to do i will take your advice and i will consider your perspective if it comes from a place of love i will never choose to be a victim in life or become prey if you see me as prey and I am silent, you should be worried. At the end of the day, I did not create this episode to make anyone feel bad about their lives or the choices they make. Your choices are based on your circumstances and conditioning. But I hope these two episodes will give you the ability to think. Think about who you are, where you're going, and who you want to be. This concludes the podcast episode. So happy Black History Month. There are other episodes that will be coming out for this month. I'm still trying to decide um, which episode I'm going to have in the next two weeks that is focused on Black History Month. But I believe the next episode that's coming out is going to be for Valentine's Day. So for all you bitter bissies out there, you better listen <laughs> to this podcast episode on valentine's day even though you don't celebrate it or don't believe in it i am with you on that and i will definitely be stating it in the podcast episode and why but then kind of you know getting to the root cause of of why we need more love in the world and and why we might do certain things that we might do i don't know if i'm going to go too deep into that but i definitely want you to check out the next podcast episode for valentine's day so thank you for supporting Orchid Bloom's podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button under Orchid Bloom's podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also Podbeam. Um, visit our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the podcast and the YouTube channel. Our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Obs, and my personal page, of course, Orchid I Brown um, on Instagram. Don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends. And I hope you have a splendid day.